0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
1: Hi, this is Marion Bartoli.
0: I'm Mats Villander. This is
2: Mary Carrillo. I'm Sandra Winka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. <laughs>
1: Well hello folks and welcome once again for the second time in twenty twenty one to the tennis podcast. Do you remember back when we thought twenty twenty one was gonna be better? Those were those were the days, weren't they?
0: Yeah, I've slightly lost my confidence <laughs> with that now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yes, the heck. what's going on? This is a podcast brought to you once again from full lockdown in the UK. Um it's not like Prior to full lockdown, we were living a lovely free life bar hopping, Um, but we are now officially in national lockdown. Um, Tennis is no longer allowed to be played, which is a pretty crucial difference, certainly for for my parents. Um, And yeah, we're not allowed to do anything, which means we'll be podcasting a lot.
0: Um,
1: A, because we want to and we like it and B, because we've got nothing else to do.
0: no so our loss is your gain is that right
1: kind of yeah (laughs) how how are you doing Matt in um in lockdown
0: I'm okay yes
2: as you said not much has actually changed in day-to-day life anyway but yes not too bad happy happy to be here happy to have tennis back no
1: Billie Jean no. no 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 busy busy
0: busy 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 Billy Jean, oh folks, is uh, is Catherine's dog, as you know, and is uh, is just proving a little bit bed. a little bit challenging. Let's just listen.
1: I've got a product called We Away. <laughs> Billy Jean.
0: I thought this dog was supposed to be trained.
1: Billy Jean.
2: What's happened?
1: What's happened Matt, is the 100% puppy pad success rate that I had been achieving for the previous 48 hours has now diminished somewhat. Mm. She's she soiled her own
0: bed. Right. <laughs> we're all, we are still recording, so let's just carry on.
1: <laughs> Come on, we can't broadcast that. Oh, well, I mean, you say that. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? We were talking about lockdown. Yeah, that was a, it was just a, it was a dirty lockdown protest from Billie Jean.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was slightly concerned because you said that Billy Jean was on the verge of having an episode before we started recording. And then as soon as as soon as David and I came on the recording, she fell asleep. which doesn't actually bode particularly well for podcast listeners. She's about to start
1: chewing my heels, though. Yeah. She likes to kick off her phases with some sort of some sort of excrement. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job. She's cute. Put it that way um so yeah we are with we're, we're thinking of listeners here in, i mean we're thinking of listeners everywhere in the world and we've seen we've uh, we've received some pretty extraordinary moving emails over the course of the last week or so and we're we're trying to reply to all of them so thank you if you have got in touch with us um thank you of everyone in the uk it's it's miserable. <laughs> There's no dressing it up. It is. It is miserable. I imagine it's pretty miserable in the US at the moment as well, where pretty extraordinary and um, horrifying things are happening. So, um, whatever particular misery you're going through just at the moment, uh, we're we're with you and uh, we're thinking of you. And we're going to be talking about tennis, which is happening before my very eyes. I'm watching Tomorrow Tamara Zidancek. Correct. Uh, and Jennifer Brady, David. Yeah. We're lucky we got yeah. on air because David was so distracted by the sight of Jennifer Brady, um, who is, <laughs> she's in a spot of bother.
0: I mean, more than that, 22-minute first set, she won six love, and now she's four-two down in the third. I mean, I'm... <laughs> This is this not what th- I signed th- I up mean, for. I this mean,
1: this, this podcast is down to be a season preview. Well, let's kick it off with a preview of Jennifer Brady's season. This would be, with all due respect to, to Tamara Zidane's second, maybe she's had a heck of an off-season and is going to be the Fiona Farrow of of this post, post-lockdown post world. Um, but this would be an appalling start to the year for Jennifer Brady. No, it wouldn't
0: be good. And it would actually, I think... Feel be quite in keeping with the other tennis that I've seen so far over the last couple of days of a player establishing a lead and letting it go. That's happened quite a bit. Catherine's got a look on her face there that is suggests something terrible's happening. A shower of shit
1: happening over my right shoulder. I'm going to. <laughs> <God, I'm down. laughs> what have you done? around. <laughs> what is this?
0: I mean, I had two newborn kids when we started this podcast eight, <laughs> nine years ago, Matt. And they were better behaved than that. <laughs> <laughs> Billy
1: Jean. Billy Jean. Billy Jean.
0: Sit. 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 Maybe Billy Jean's being Sit. obedient and just really mis- misunderstanding what she's been told and thinking Catherine's <laughs> she's doing shit. shit.
2: Very concerned about the word shower of shit. Kathy looked like she had to take a huge step over something.
1: <laughs> it looked like she was trying to create a piece of modern art. <laughs> well she's really she's really not a fan of lockdown, if that's anything to go by. She can't go out anyway, can she? <laughs> no, she can't. <laughs> no FOMO for Billie Jean. Right. Does she just Moving
0: want to get on. on the
1: pod? Is that it? Or? Yeah, it's definitely an attention thing. Remember when poor little Magnus did a did a podcast poo on his debut? Yes,
0: very much so. Yeah,
1: it's a it's a it's a protest at my being distracted.
0: Right. Mm. Well, Billie Jean, just you know, behave, will you?
1: Yes. Okay. Well, let's hope she's heard that. So anyway, apologies, folks. I've no idea how much of that will make it into the edit. <laughs> um, Most Jennifer Brady is still two four and juice. Everyone's missed soon to be out of date tennis news, haven't they? Oh
0: yeah, (laughs) it's it's the best. Yeah, it it takes me back to pre-pandemic when we would sit in your old flat lounge watching matches and talking about them, quickly becoming irrelevant. It Um, it does
1: feel a bit like that, doesn't it? Because the last last tournaments that we did that for, it was Dubai wasn't it which
2: mm. which, which yeah. I know this mm. is Abu
1: Dhabi that we're watching in not Dubai but it has a very similar look about the the court and the venue
2: yeah I really like the look yeah I love the colors
1: yeah me too it, it it works televisually doesn't it sort
0: of a turquoise mm. court surround and a, is it a gray court inside yeah. I think yeah
1: yeah but not like a Paris Masters gray A slightly no, but- more alive gray
0: the 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 bright green really brings the the whole visual alive doesn't it um but just just to get back to the point i was making pre billy jean incident um i was just talking about how the past couple of days i've seen players establish a lead and uh, and i know it's not that unusual to let a lead go but it's almost as though the muscle memory of how to close and how to just finish a match and win isn't there yet and there's there's an anxiety uh amongst these players i i i mean i saw uh daria Kasatkina come from two love down in the third set to beat uh Wong chung the other day and um earlier on today it was um marketer vondrasova who was five four up serving for the match against shee su um, wei one of those funny funny matches between those two and you know she's serving for the match loses a serve and you just knew you just knew she was going to lose from there and and that does seem to be a, a bit of a it just feels like that at the moment in these a lot of these matches
1: it, which is I entirely agree with you David which is why I was particularly impressed just now with Garbini Mugarutha um, she beat Christina Mladenovic mm. in two straight sets um, I thought she looked really good tennis wise but even kind of even more importantly like than that there were there were some really tight moments in that second set she was a breakdown she um had several really tight games where she had to fend off a lot of a lot of break points and she she weathered all those storms and she she came through whether on whether she had had some sort of residual muscle memory for tight situations or whether she was just sort of going on instinct i don't know but i i i don't know she i know i'm reluctant to say this because she can be so inconsistent um But she she mocked my card slightly with that performance, I thought.
2: Yeah, I thought she looked really focused and intense the whole match, which when she's at her best are two defining traits of hers. But when she's not quite at her best, she can she can wander a bit in matches and in weeks and tournaments. And you don't quite know what to expect sometimes from her. But she was she was really good today. I I chose that match to watch, hoping that we might pick up where we left off. In terms of aggro, because those two have had wags. words and finger wags in the past.
0: Oh, right. When was that? Well, that was the French, French Open, Open ooh,
2: 2017, it maybe. It was when
1: Muguruza was the defending champion, wasn't it? Or was it? Right. So, yeah, I 2017. So, yeah. Oh, I was on Longland.
2: Yeah. And she gave the the quote about Christina Mladenovic speaking 25 languages.
0: <laughs> yes. And she, wa- she walked off and the cr- the crowd tried to give her a bit of an ovation, didn't they? T- almost as a sort of, uh, well, yeah, we wanted you to lose, but thanks for coming, and we do appreciate you, really. To which she gave a dismissive finger wag, as if to say, "Don't try and get around me now; just mm. get yeah. lost." It was
1: great. It. Sometimes a finger wag says everything. Yeah. Not to Billy Jean. Could you stop that? Stop. Leave it. <laughs> Leave it. Leave it, Billy Jean. Leave it, <laughs> Billy Jean come here come good girl good girl (laughs) we missed the calm window (laughs) yeah it's just gonna have to be one of those podcasts um yeah
0: now we're talking
1: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah finger back we were back on aggro weren't we that's where we were she's she's she saved the break points there jennifer brady but she's still a breakdown is she gonna is she gonna fight back david
0: of course she is. By the way, um, the, the woman <laughs> that beat Gabinia Magaruta in the final of the Australian Open played her first match of the season today, Sophia Kennan, and watched some of that. And I, I mean, I love I love what happens with off-season. I love looking at off-season and seeing who comes out differently, who comes out in a good way and others who don't. You know, it, it's it's just that total reset, isn't it? And this one is more extreme than we've ever known, because it's been about three off seasons in a year for for these players. And this one's a particularly long one because the WTA season was so curtailed at the end of last year. But Kennan looked as though nothing had happened at all over the last twelve months. She looked as though She was just the same player as she was a year ago. She was having the same sort of match as she was a year ago. And what I mean by that is fights through the first set on a tie break uh, against an opponent playing well, but Kennan wins enough of the big points to win the set. Second set, Kennan's in a six-juice service game in the second game of the match, second game of the set, holds onto a serve and then just, you know, bulldozes her way to the finish line doesn't play absolutely sensational tennis but what a match player when you know there are so many matches she wins that other players other top players lose and she just doesn't and she's just a little fighter and scrapper and she doesn't care what what people think of it she just wants to win Uh, and it even struck me when we heard details of her um her changing her management company over the last week, and uh, mm. the, the previous management com- company put out a bit of a p- jarring statement about not not feeling that the environment that she's in is one that they can work with. It was something like that, and a couple of days later. The announcement comes out that she's now with a new management company uh, led by John Tobias, who used to work with uh, Lagadere, which was one of the big management companies before they cl- closed their tennis division. But he's a he's a significant figure, and he's got his own agency now. Um, and she just wrote she just tweeted, "Going to be great to work with with the professionals," <laughs> which was really I mean,
1: really epic aggro. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, so three. <laughs> there's somebody else who leans into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 look, I have absolutely no idea what went on behind the scenes there, but there was definitely subtext to the um, to the statement put out by her former, now former management agency. So, you know, she put, stop that, stop it, stop it. <laughs> come here, come here. She's gonna have to go in her pen. <laughs> mm.
2: Oh. For- Good
1: good dream <laughs> this is going to be a fun edit is she in her pen? she's in her pen now, which is no great hardship it's um it's enormous it's got water and snacks and a really comfy bed in, but she's she's making out
0: like it's Guantanamo. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's in a more palatial first home than i was when i yeah. moved out to uh to university
1: so um please bear with the slight whining sounds that will probably accompany the next few minutes of the podcast she will she'll settle down shortly um what we'll be saying agro kenin someone help me yeah. out here
0: that's more or less where we were agro yeah. and
1: kenin she's in big she remains in big trouble does jennifer brady david do you remain confident
0: Oh, yeah, no problems.
1: Yeah, OK. Who are we yet to see? Just to whiz you through the draw a little bit for the Abu Dhabi WTA Women's Tennis Open. Saphir the the top seed. She now goes through to face Kirsten Flipkins in the second round. Uh, Alina Svitolina is the second seed. She hasn't played her opener yet. That's against Jessica Pagula. Is that the one you've gone for an upset? no. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh,
0: oh. Mm. We, we've had a, we've had a week already in the newsletter. You know, listeners in a, in our newsletter, which goes out every Tuesday or Wednesday, and we stick some predictions in it for the week. And this this um, this year, we're taking on listener Daryl uh, for the year. He's he's taken our ultimate prediction slot of the Kickstarter, and um, and so far. I went for uh Wong Chang to beat Daria Kasatkina and I got in I got myself into a right mess because I looked at the um the head to head between the two which was 4-1 Kasatkina and you know and I'm I'm looking, it. I'm looking it up and I'm thinking <laughs> oh you know that's a that's a good good th- it's good to look at the head to head and know that and then I convinced myself that we'd pack cash in the corner of Wong and surely that head-to-head can't carry on like that because Wung is too good a player. So I'm going to go for Wung. Uh, And then she goes too low up in the third set and I'm just pumping the air and she then loses. Um, So that happened. So I didn't get my points for that. And then Catherine went for Shei Suwei to beat Marketa Vondrasova who was winning 5-4 and about to serve it out and then loses. And you've now got 35 points, Catherine. Mm. So... I'm
1: As I quite briefly said, when I made that prediction and Matt said, oh, that's a 35 pointer, I said, nobody should get 35 points for predicting Von Drusheva to, w- to lose, which is perhaps mm. a bit harsh. But since, you know, for the last year and a half, Von yeah. to lose has not been a 35 point prediction, has it? But, you know, I'll take it.
2: it. It's surprising to me. I suppose it's a consequence of the change to the ranking system. But it's surprising to me that she's seeded eight here. She's still she's still got a lot of points left on her ranking. For example, she's higher than Ons Jabir. And Ons Jabir feels like she's been a much more relevant and successful player more recently. Um, but it was incredibly windy, wasn't it, in that Vondrosheva-Sue-Shea match. And Vondrosheva's ball toss is sort of sky high. She was having a lot of trouble controlling that. It, it was not good conditions for her at all. Um, On Svitolina, interestingly, she's hired a mental coach. Did you read about this? No. After experiencing tennis in a bubble at the back end of last year, she said she found it really tough. So one thing she's decided to do for this year is to bring in a mental coach, part of her team, someone who can just help her with not playing in front of fans and help her with sort of the constant stress of testing and just I guess just a voice someone she can trust and look to and talk to um having said all that I've predicted her to lose but
1: (laughs) after seeing Svantec win the French and her talk so uh, openly about her her psychological coach I don't know why everybody that can afford to comfortably hasn't
0: employed well is this the first example of an influence
1: yes maybe I mean maybe they will have and they just haven't spoken about it like Svitolina but doesn't look like Jennifer Brady has
2: <laughs> Zdenec <Zidancek>, though. Svitolina <laughs> was very much putting it in terms of bubble life rather than necessarily tennis, but I suppose it's all related.
0: Yeah, because if you think about it, I think Svientec really was talking about a lifestyle or a you know mm. uh, just an approach to life as much as anything. She was. She was trying to tap into that resource all the time in terms of un- understanding. I think how she feels and thinks about about things. And didn't I read that Svitalina and Sviontek are going to be practice partners in the quarantine period?
1: Yes, they are. We have some. Uh, we have some more news of pairings. Still not as as many as I would like, but we do have a few interesting ones. We do have Sviontek and Svitalina. We have Kenin and Ostapenko.
0: I mean, that could be tense. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if you fall out on day one? And you you've got you another, have to press on. you got another 13 to go.
1: I believe, is there something about being able to switch after one week?
2: No. So after one week, you join up
1: uh, with another
2: bubble of two. So yes. Svitolina and Sviontek are joining up with Azarenka and Kasatkina in week two. That's uh, Azarenka and Kasatkina are week one pairing and then... They're forming a four in week two,
1: which is great. That sounds great. What,
0: what they mm. have to do, Catherine, is I think probably they're just they've listened to the podcast for a number of years and they've heard you and I fall out and <laughs> still come back for for more. You know, for the next eight years and eight hundred episodes. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's how you get through it.
1: Yes, we are we are the template for weathering <laughs> aggro.
0: Yeah, in our separate abodes. Proudly, with
1: <laughs> it's breakback point, Brady
0: david of course it is
1: a yeah. lot of people have been saying uh matt on social media that you need a new Cosmova for 2021 um you've had later you, who, you, you had a brief spell been with been your Stremska, <laughs> didn't you you had a brief your Stremska period
0: isn't fiona ferro my new
2: Cosmova?
1: no she was she was last year
0: yeah we did we it would be quite good to get a matt roberts out of nowhere pick for 2021 mm. Okay, male I will come or back female to you with that on Monday.
2: There's a reason to listen to Monday's podcast. Tomorrow's
1: Zidanec is up for grabs. How old is she? Is she a, an up and comer? <laughs> mm.
0: No, she's been around a bit.
1: Late bloomer. <laughs> I don't
0: mean
1: it <laughs> late, late bloomer. Tomorrow's Zidanec. I mean, you can have her if you like, Matt.
0: No, I'm
2: I'm, I'm coming up with someone else. <laughs>
1: okay, all right. So tune in on Monday to find out. Tomorrow, is
0: 23 years of age from Ooh. slovenia yeah and uh she has just passed the one million dollars mark uh has yet to go beyond the second round in a grand slam uh has won three wta doubles titles uh highest ranking 57 in the world uh, in singles and that's about all i know Giving, uh, giving Jennifer Brady a run for a her money she, here. She's
1: got Jennifer Brady pushed back about four metres behind the baseline. This is not. I mean, Jennifer Brady needs to be up on the baseline dictating with the forehand, doesn't she? I mean, this is. This is not. It's not. It's not I mean, the it's Jennifer like, Brady of old, David. Well, the
0: good news is that Jennifer's listening to this now. So, <laughs> next round or next match, well, she'll be fine.
1: Um, so. We, we've <laughs> meandered here and it's my fault because I'm supposed to be steering this ship. But but do we want to stay with all things Melbourne and news there or do we want to stay with Abu Dhabi? Where would you like to go?
2: Shall we run through these pairings, these quarantine oh, pairings? Th- those
1: were all the only ones I had. Have you got more?
2: Yeah. Okay, um, hit me. Speaking of, speaking of Jennifer Brady, she's with Madison Keys.
1: Oh, okay. And she's going to be playing doubles, as we said in the last podcast, with Ash Barty.
0: I have this feeling that Madison Keys might be not the greatest practice partner. Yeah, you know, I just can imagine the ball sp- spraying all over the place. Mm. She's probably going to be, she'd probably be really upset to hear That and <laughs> probably, probably have all sorts of evidence to the contrary. But you know, I, I, I don't know. I just don't see an enormous cover on the ball that will control it all the time. Um, so, think again, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, what
2: about their week 2 because they they're going to be joining with Sacry and Contivate.
1: Oh. I think Contivate's quite similar there. to Keys, isn't she? She just wants
0: to blast I, it. I think there's more of a I think she's a better practice partner. I think she'd give you a, a, a more of a reliable drill. I, I think and, of and, those uh,
1: Zachary is the the winning ticket for a practice partner.
0: I think Mm. Zachary and and Conservate will both be quite happy.
1: Although I imagine Zachary practices all day long, doesn't she?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you're limited, aren't you?
1: Oh, yes, that's true. You can only practice, I think, for two 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 hours. hours. Two two Mm. hours on court, one hour in the gym, I believe.
2: Um, Okay, who who else have we got, Matt? We have uh, Sabalenka and Mertens, which makes sense given their friendship and doubles partnership Mert, merton's pulled out of abu dhabi i think with a shoulder injury so that's perhaps a little concerning and the other one i have is pliskova and mukova
0: oh uh, pliskova who's coached now by sasha Bajin, and mukova who plays against Kasakina in the next round in abu dhabi i think that could be a really Good match to watch. Some hmm. some different types of if we, runners than that. Have
1: we got a new pronunciation for twenty twenty one? Of Sasha, Bayan? Bajin?
0: Ah, uh, my understanding is that it's Bajin. Okay, Even is that a new
1: understanding? Because I felt like we've we've been together on saying Buyin. I I feel I feel abandoned, David.
0: <laughs> um,
1: you could you could have tipped me off, is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could have done. But
1: okay to then be we'd clear. Have missed out on
0: this gold <laughs>
1: <laughs> to be clear it's 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 it's
0: if anybody has any argument to the contrary as uh jennifer brady waits for the handshake I mean, just lost um let us know okay i think pliskova and mukova
2: are both interesting players to watch this year because pliskova whether she can make it work with buy-in bad and Mukova feels like hopefully 2021 might be the year that we were hoping, expecting she might have last year. That sort of year where she can take a step and perhaps even, I don't know, reach the top 10 or get to the year end final something like that. That would represent a really good year for her. But I think, I think she's got that potential. So I'm, I'm interested in both of those players this year for quite different reasons.
1: Any other partnerships?
2: That's it. That Oof. is my lot.
1: I mean, they must be – they can't – they must all be pretty much locked down, if you'll excuse the pun. It's just that we're not hearing about them.
0: Um, Kasachina and Tazarenka, they had that moment in mm. Rome, didn't they, when Kasachina turned her ankle oh, and Hazarenka yes. yeah. really looked after her. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that was a really nice moment. I, I imagine you sort of bond over a, a moment mm. like that.
2: Yeah. While we're on Australia, have you have you heard about the names of the tournaments? They're not going to be calling them Melbourne 1 and 2. They've actually come up with different names for oh, them. Oh, how
0: disappointing.
2: Melbourne. I would argue actually makes it more confusing.
1: What are they going to be called?
2: So the two WTA 500s are the Gippsland Trophy and the Yarra Valley Classic. Who is Gippsland? I think they're all regions in victoria state right okay
1: well yarra valley is great for wine so great sure i'm just going to google gippsland while you go (laughs) through the rest
0: we've just we've just released shows called lost in time one and two and tennis agro one and two in to try to you know Fitting with the theme.
1: It's a rural region of Victoria located in the southeastern part of that state. It covers an area of 41,556 square kilometres and lies to the east of the eastern suburbs of Greater Melbourne, to the north of Bass Strait, to the west of the Tasman Sea, to the south of the Black Allen Line that marks part of the Victorian New South Wales border. Mm so
2: mm. that's that and from what i can gather the players are going to be randomly assigned into those tournaments
0: oh um, my I, I quite like that i, I yeah. think i
2: think that's right and then can we have so, no
0: seeds yeah <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm afraid there are seeds so oh. 16 seeds into one 16 into the other whereas the atp 250s events they have entry lists so players have opted to enter one or the other and they're Mm. they're the great ocean road open (laughs) (laughs) and the murray river open
0: right which one's murray entered
2: well he's not on either because he needs a wild card i think Confusingly, the, the Murray River Open is Murray missing River a trick Open. if it doesn't
1: give Andy Murray a wild card, I would say they really are.
2: Yes, that one at the moment has the slightly stronger field. That one has Kyrgios, Felix, Wawrinka, Dimitrov, Churik.
1: Look, I can see, I can see why they've done this. Um, because a, I mean, the, the the government and the the tourist board give a lot of money to these these tennis Australia tournaments, and and promoting the country as a tourist destination is is a is a massive part of what the Australian Open is about but it's like it's like calling queens the the sulford open isn't it like it's not it's not in the aravali Valley. it's not in Gipsburg gips gipsland gippsland, gippsland.
0: <laughs>
1: nearly it's like L- london luton airport isn't it well luton's just different not place in london. yeah um okay well that is fantastically confusing and it's going to take a long time to wrap my head around that can you
0: imagine what our podcast is going to be like that week if given the mess we're in over just following one tournament yeah
1: this this has been this has been a messy messy
0: podcast (laughs) it's been a dog's dinner do
1: you remember all of those you know tennis relived episodes and all those ones when there wasn't tennis that were really, you know, structured and well researched,
0: crafted, mm,
2: reasonably profound. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> tennis has ruined everything. This one's just <laughs> full of Billie Jean. Just, <laughs> hey, don't say raising, her name too loud. She's asleep now. She's been
0: good as gold. Utter mayhem.
2: <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right.
1: So, okay, Gippsland, Gippsland. We've got three weeks to to nail this, but I, I miss Melbourne... Melbourne's one to five
0: mm. Mm.
2: and confusingly the WTAs are 500s and the ATPs are 250s
1: yes and Abu Dhabi is a is a WTA 500 with 480 points on offer for the winner
2: yeah so the WTA have adjusted the what's the word nomenclature but they haven't adjusted so, sorry, the points what, what now? nomenclature that's right I think nomenclature that's
0: what was in the press release Matt I
2: have
1: Matt. never <laughs> heard that word before in my life I've,
2: I have it means uh, the naming uh, of something
0: yeah <laughs> you it, having was no, it was in the press release no was in the press release it's the first time I've ever said it and I don't know how to pronounce it I didn't know it was pronounced like that I must say but uh you know it's uh, like, a, it's like
1: right. a, a GCSE English essay, isn't it? When you shift F7 every single adjective <laughs> to try and make yourself yeah. sound like you've got a broad vocabulary.
0: <laughs> oh, you see, back in my day, you just took a book in, uh, just a thesaurus, and you just, you know. That's what, I mean, shift
1: F7 is, is the uh, Microsoft word. No, I
0: know, levels. I, I was pre-computers, Catherine, so. Okay, sure. You know.
2: But the point is, they've changed the names but they haven't adjusted the points. So 1,000 yes. and the ATP does align with the number of points available for the winner, but now for the WTA it doesn't.
1: My guess is the eventual goal is that the points should be aligned with the with the names.
0: It would have been really good if they could have just sorted that out. I think from... <laughs> thinking in an ideal world. would they have world... done that now? <laughs> I mean, really. I, Maybe I mean, it's I,
1: because I... rankings, as, as we were kind of saying with the with the seedings in Abu Dhabi, mm. which kind of exposes it, the rankings are a mess at the moment. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's okay that it's not quite right because nothing's quite right about rankings at the moment.
2: Yeah, once they get back on a yearly yeah. ranking system, it might be easier to do it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But obviously, Let's in hope. an ideal world, a 500 event would have 500 ranking points on offer for the winner. Mm. I think I think we're all I, agreed I, on that.
0: Generally speaking, I already feel more ordered about things yes. because I don't have to call anything a premier mandatory or a pre- premier five and then give a massive explanation as to what that means
1: yeah the word mandatory shouldn't be appearing in the headline title of any sporting event no i, don't, I think that's a a general rule for the future doesn't
0: really go into a commercial that
1: no no um but nor does the the Gippsburg. the gipsburg
2: what what, <laughs> what <Gippsland>. is it <laughs>
1: the gi- the gypsland the gi- <laughs> no
2: uh, yeah gips or gyps I'm not sure
0: <laughs> but definitely Maybe, not Berg the if gips- from there
1: <laughs> the a, gips- well it's very rural, David, so I don't, don't think hold- many people are that possibly the chances of us having listeners from there is is
0: small well if you are from there, a <laughs> no disrespect intended, and b how'd you say it um That'd
1: be useful. so the So gi- the gypsland o- open Trophy. Trophy. Oh, right. <laughs> Are, right. Are they all trophies? Are or- they all trophies All No.
2: We've got the the Gippsland Trophy, the Yarra Va- Valley Classic, oh. and the Great Ocean Road Open and the Murray River Open. This is
0: exhausting. Mm. Okay. Well, delighted they're all happening anyway. <laughs>
1: population 271,266, which is more, more than I thought.
0: Yeah. We, we must have one listener amongst that lot. Please get in touch.
1: Tell us yeah. all about... G- Gippsland. Um, so while we're while we're sort of in Australia around those parts, um, some slightly more unsettling um, dribs and drabs of news uh, coming out about the Australian Open and the quarantine situation, um, particularly regarding uh, the player hotels for the two week quarantine period. Um, I think we first heard news um earlier on this week or perhaps late last week about a lawsuit being mounted by residents of the Westin Hotel in Melbourne which had been um designated one of I think three player quarantine hotels um for that two week period prior to uh, prior to the Australian Open and the um the lead up events um because there are permanent residents in that hotel and they were understandably uncomfortable with uh, much of the hotel being set aside for people coming in from abroad and quarantining and potentially incubating the virus there. So um, there was the threat of the lawsuit. We understand that that player hotel is no longer going to be a player hotel. Um, so presumably alternative options are currently being sought out at a at a very late stage in the day and that is also leading to uncertainty over the charter flight situation which again although sort of broad details have been released about there being charter charter flights and I, I think where they will be be from there'll be some from dubai some from um doha i think some from la um couple from couple from the far east um but the exact details of them aren't yet finalised and there was a series of tweets from from Craig Tiley a couple of days ago saying there have been some unavoidable delays finalising flight details for players and I'd like to take this opportunity to provide an update. There are a lot of pieces to this logistical puzzle and the last few are being finalised right now. We will have as many as 18 planes and each will be limited to 20% capacity to ensure the flights are as safe as possible for everyone. We appreciate your patience and are conscious that time timelines are very tight. We are doing our utmost to get the flight details to the entire playing group as soon as possible. Thank you for bearing with us. We will get everyone to Melbourne. Um, so, I mean, obviously everything's everything's being done that that can possibly be done but this is seriously late in the day now for for such a an overwhelming amount of uncertainty
0: yeah and i think it generally shows that nothing is a done deal yet i mean i think it's a done deal in terms of an absolute intention to run the tournament and and they're trying everything to think of everything and to to be honest i think if i wanted anybody to be in that position trying to run it Craig Tiley and his team would probably be the sort of people that I would want doing that to try to get this get this to happen amongst some amidst some very difficult circumstances because you know Melbourne's attitude to the pandemic is different to that of of New York. I mean, I think the situation is different, um, and, and I completely understand why. I really do. I, I think there the are probably a, a lot of people in melbourne and in australia generally thinking why are we holding this tournament why are we making a priority of this given the situation at the moment um which i really do understand um but at the same time as people who work in tennis and love tennis and want to see tennis i hope they can make it work safely and if anybody's going to do it i think that they'd be the people to do it but you know I, i dare say we've got more concerns and hoops to jump through before that event happens even now
1: Mm. Mm. Well, of course, we, we'll keep you updated um, either via our social media if anything happens between now and, and Monday when we record our ne- next pod, or or on Monday if there's news to bring you to bring you then. Um, David's been speaking incidentally to Ansgar, to who we'll be hearing from on the next pod about dealing with the uncertainty and the uh, the challenges of the current situation. Um, she's a great talker, so uh, that'll be on monday's pod and hopefully hopefully there will be news um because yeah as craig craig Tiley points out timelines are tight um there is tennis about to get underway in delray beach on the atp tour there's already been some tennis in Antalya in turkey on the atp tour um we can't watch that so um I'm not sure what we can tell you about it. It doesn't seem to be available on UK TV. Um, it's obviously got no crowds. So if anybody could confirm for us that Antalya Tennis is actually happening. Uh, it's kind of like if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's there to hear it. Does it really fall? Um, so we're all a, a little bit uh, in in the wilderness, in the darkness about Antalya. Um, over in Delray Beach, we've had the qualifying event but tomorrow friday is when the uh main draw gets underway we've had some champions tour matches jesse levine has beaten robbie janet pretty loose definition of champions these days david wasn't like that in our day was it <laughs> uh, yeah all due respect um, to jesse levine
0: but yeah good player but no i know what you mean um <laughs> Former player tour would probably be uh, <laughs> yeah
1: someone pro- who once picked up a racket tour. Um, I'm being I'm being harsh. I'm sure he's having the time of his life. Uh, but the main draw gets underway tomorrow. Tommy Paul in action. Uh, Ryan Harrison, Sebastian Corder plays uh, Sunru Quan, uh, Mackenzie McDonald, Sam Query. As as expected, it's a very U.S. heavy field uh in delray beach which is you know entirely logical and uh and entirely what you'd expect christian garin is the top seed you love a christian garin prediction david
0: yeah well I used to until he (laughs) let me down last year Um, Uh, john
1: isner is the
2: second seed how did he let you down again
0: i can't remember that oh i when i was looking to make a heroic comeback last year in the predictions year I went for Christian Garin to win a, a tournament that was highly unlikely yes. as a sort of Hail Mary attempt at closing the gap in one foul swoop. And um, and he didn't come up trumps. Didn't come
1: up trumps. Um, Sam Query is the sixth seed. He's done an interview this week with John Wertheim revealing that the destination he absconded to from St. Petersburg was in fact London, of course. Of course, the UK was the country to op- open its arms to uh, a confirmed COVID COVID carrier. Um, that sounds that sounds on brand for everyone involved. Um, so, look, it, it, the account hasn't changed my hasn't changed my views of uh, of the situation and what happened. Um, it's an interesting interesting article that uh, that John's done. I'd recommend you uh, you go and read it. Um, on Sports Illustrated. Yeah, um, I mean, I, there were, there to were make a
0: up your own people, mind. There are a couple of people who s- said, having read it, that they, in his position at the time, would have done what he did in order to defend his family or protect his family, and and he got a call uh, late at night and uh, oh, and was told that the, that they were coming to. Um, they were coming to check on him and his his 7-month-old baby and and talking about that if um they were showing symptoms that they would have to go to hospital and and that made him panic and his family panic and i i can relate to to that emotion i can imagine feeling really panicky in a situation like that but at the same time there are a lot of elements to that story beyond that which uh yeah do make you wonder why he's there in that with his with his kid and in that situation in the first place, and um, and some of the decisions that were taken for sure.
1: Mm. Uh, we've also had news from the ATP Cup that Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal, and Dominic Team are all confirmed to play, which is a huge. I mean, it's it's no great surprise they're all going to be down there looking for as as much tennis as competitive tennis as possible. But it's it's a big boost for for that event for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it could be amazing, couldn't it? If It just all feels so, so far away even now. I mean, there's only two weeks of quarantine in Australia to go until that after this week's tournament in Abu Dhabi. But that just feels like a long way off. If we get to 1st of February and all of those players are on court, maybe things will feel differently. I, I, I don't know. I'm not quite ready for it. I don't know about you.
2: Yeah, it'll be the second straight year I've started my tennis season watching Mikhail Pervolorakis, the the other Greek player, because it's it's been confirmed that, that he's in the draw as oh, well. Oh gosh. I was I, I thought they might not let Greece in yeah. because they've only got one player who's going to be in the Australian Open, but no. Greece are in. The Tsitsipas brothers are in. Um or Bulgaria
1: but, yeah, it, in. It, it, Have they had to find a
2: no, another I don't think Bulgarian. They are.
1: That's not Grigor Dimitrov again.
2: Did you see that the Bulgarian ATP Cup team won Team of the Year at the Bulgarian Sports Awards?
0: Oh my! What did they do at the ATP <laughs> Cup? I can't. I can't. genuinely can't they, remember.
2: They beat Moldova and Britain
0: to <laughs> get to quarterfinals or something. I or? don't
2: know. I don't even. Was that enough to even get out of the group? I don't know. Possibly. How
1: bad were the Bulgarian football teams <laughs> last year? I thought Bulgaria were all right at football. Right. Okay. There's something a bit tragic about that. Let's move mm. on. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. A li- I'm. I mean, pickings are slim at the moment, but I'm excited about the ATP Cup. Um, yeah. That sounds. That sounds enticing to me.
2: Yeah, I think what's what what is good about it is that you, you're you pretty much guaranteed to have the top players playing each other. And mm-hmm. that's that's quite exciting and something to look forward to. And most of the top players are in it. so.
0: And it's compressed, isn't it? It's only the 1st to the 5th of February. Mm. Mm.
1: It's a little bit feast or famine, isn't it? Because it could be Pass against Nadala. It could be Pavlo Rakis against Grigor Dimitrov's cousin. But, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'll take the famine in order to get the feast. <laughs> um, so I think that is it for bits and bobs and news. Uh, Heather Watson and Jodie Burridge, all British clash. They've uh, they've appeared on my screen in front of me, which is great. hashtag Back the Brits or hashtag Back, back hashtag the hashtag Brits, <laughs> which is how I'll be hashtagging from now on. Um, yeah, we'll be back with a podcast on Monday. Um, unfortunately, before we uh, we round things off with this podcast, we've got two, two really, really sad bits of news to, to bring you. Two, two obituaries, really, um, very important ones, because the tennis world has lost two very significant people this week and uh, two people that will be much, much missed, both of whom have gone gone well before their time. Uh, we've lost Bob Brett um, at the age of 67. Um, coach, of course, to, to Boris Becker. That was his first sort of really high-profile um, coaching job. He got Boris Becker to world number one. Then, of course, he coached Goran Ivanovic. um He was with him for two of his Wimbledon finals, also worked with, with Marin Cilic. I think Mario Ancic as well. He had a real sort of kinship with Croatian players. Um, Nicholas Kiefer, too um spent some time with the, the LTA, didn't he? Just a really well respected coach, I remember I remember the way Goran used to talk about him um and when Goran teamed up with, with Marin Chilich, I think Goran had been involved with Bob Brett ending up working with, with Marin Chilich. Um you know he just had this tremendous respect and love for him really he had a real warmth in his in his eyes and in his voice when he spoke about bob brett so um yeah it's it's desperately sad news
0: yeah he, he is what i think of when somebody says a top tennis coach because that's what he was re, he he will be remembered for not playing ability not a career not being a super coach but somebody who takes somebody from the start in the case of Marin Cilic's case and really nurtures them, rears them. In the situation with Boris Becker, fascinating the way he came on board after Becker was already very established and had already won Grand Slams, but took him, helped him to another level entirely. And um, we we had him as a guest of ours on the podcast back in 2013. Um, I listened to that earlier on today, just to just to remind myself. I mean, I'd, I'd known Bob for for more than 15 years by then because when i joined the atp as a communications manager in the late 90s i mean i was i was a young lad really in i was sort of early 20s and and really pretty nervous and he was just one of those sort of people that would make you feel welcome it didn't matter how much he'd done in the game versus the the little i had done and he was just really decent as a human being as a and I could I, I just from that vantage point I could really understand how he got so much out of tennis players they, tr- they would trust in him they would listen to him they would follow whatever he said and he would he would do it on a day-to-day basis he wasn't looking for immediate results in order to protect a job or anything like that he just was a proper nurturer of of tennis players and and it came through and he described in the interview how he was a pupil of the great harry hopman and the stories that he told about how harry hopman would treat his players really tells you something really explains to you the difference between a, a really great coach who is given time to to instill his ideas and a lot of these relationships he had were for for several years you know these weren't just single seasons and did you get results did he not just a great guy and somebody i'll miss i really will miss him immensely
1: mm, that's really nicely nicely said david um and our, our second uh real real blow of a bit of news is uh, the passing of tom Perotta, um a a very well respected and, and prominent tennis journalist most notably for the wall street journal he he did additional freelance work as well um david i know i know you knew him well and and will have your own things to say but i just wanted to read out chris clary's um twitter thread paying tribute to tom parotta because it's so i mean it's very moving um and and uh yeah pretty perfect really he said it it would have been hard to lose tom Perotta at any age he was a generous colleague a driven and gifted sports writer a proud family man and in a tough business a friend But for all of us to lose him so soon at just 44 is a roundhouse punch to the gut and the collective soul. Tom had so much more to give, to share, to see and to chronicle with his trademark insight and deft, empathetic touch. He loved many things about life. Tennis was on his shortlist. Lucky tennis. May it give thanks and honour his gifts and work, but above all honour his warmth and humanity. It was certainly an honour to share a press room and many a meal with Tom through the years from Donovan's in Melbourne to La Flandre in Paris, where he and I both knew in 2019 that he was likely attending his last role on Garros. He handled the cruel hand he had been dealt with dignity, perspective and tenacity. He practised his craft as long as he possibly could and I urge you to read his work today and any day. He put his heart into writing. Above all, he put his heart into those he cherished and I can only wish his precious family and the rest of us had, had had more time in his company. Farewell, dearest Tom. You could tell a great story. You deserved many more chapters and a much happier ending.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really have much more to add to what Chris has said there, because I think he's put it perfectly, as you say. Um, Just from a personal vantage point, I I always loved the way Tom would come to an event, think of an angle he wanted, or he'd get it agreed with his editor, and it would would always be something that none of us had thought of, totally different. You'd learn something from his writing, and he would go after that angle, just with the most tenacity and he would just there was no stone he wouldn't turn over in order to find out that little bit of information that nobody else had got um and he did it just whilst being the loveliest of of guys you know just as chris said great company never saw an unpleasant side to him and and yeah i mean he he will be hugely missed by all of us
1: mm, it's desperately sad i'm sorry to have to to bring you that news and uh, and end on such a sad note um, it's not quite the end um, not quite the end i've got some i mean you've probably had your fill of animals in this podcast thanks to <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Billie Jean terrorising the early stages, but uh, some uh, some more uh, animal tidbits for you. Of course, Roxy is our mascot for this week's this week's podcast. She was our mascot on Monday. She's our mascot today. She is an absolute treat. If you are not already signed up to our newsletter, where there is more information about Roxy, including before and after pictures of her um, mullet haircut or or anti or murret, mullet ridden's haircut uh, then do sign up to our newsletter um, she's lovely uh, as is her owner Julie who is three peated on being our first first Kickstarter tobacco um, for the last three campaigns so thank you Julie and hello Roxy uh, we've got our three presenter mascots hello Zeus you're excellent you're probably darn sight better behaved than Billie Jean so well done for that <laughs> Uh, matt who do you like to say hello to
2: to scousel mousel wonderful and uh is apparently is apparently looking to be in the limelight again oh uh after after a year off very much enjoying being back in the limelight so as many mentions as we can for
0: scousel mousel really right. yeah. okay and I, and I want to say that to rogue because rogue is you know my alter ego and my mate and uh my mascot, Your alter for... ego. Yeah, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a rogue. What can I say? <laughs> but I'm not, I don't, I can't really <laughs> carry it off. No. So uh, I think I'd probably agree with that sentiment. So rogue is going to do it for me. Go on, rogue.
1: I can think of lots of compliments for you, David, but I, yeah, I, I, I can't ever see myself describing you as rogue. Um, but hello uh-huh. to Rogue the cat. Hello to Chris Albert Lee, our executive producer for the year. Um, you're excellent thank you very much for being on board with us um, and we have
2: shout outs Matt who have we got we have Greg Fishman
1: oh hello Greg great Probably name Greg. like Henman but fish instead of hen <laughs> <laughs> yes and Correct. Greg exactly instead like of Tim that. The, the man bit animal plus man
0: <laughs> hey that's a feature <laughs> Who else we got that? <laughs> we have Ada Pesh.
1: Ooh, oh,
2: name hello, Ada. Ada. Hello Pesh Ada. Pesh sounds like it might be fish in another language.
0: Yeah. Yes. I, I seem to recall like back J- in the day. When, back in the day we, went, we ran a competition, uh, <laughs> didn't we? Which, uh, which was for La Manga uh, Ooh, yes. as a trip. Yes, and, and Ada the- gave a great entry. It was an amazing entry. What was it? What was it? I can't remember what the competition we ran was.
2: You had to post a photo of you, of yourself, listening to the podcast somewhere. Podcastaways. Yeah, Yeah, podcastaways. And Chris and Olivia Savory won. They were at Wimbledon. But Ada, I think, might have been a a top three submission. Well done, Ada. She was in an opera house.
1: Oh, (laughs) yes. That is very cool
0: Hello Ada The Opera House wasn't very happy with it <laughs>
2: uh, Final shout out today Is for Sapna Shah
1: Hello Sapna
2: Hello Sapna Thank sure, you very much for your support
0: There's
1: lots of Shahs aren't there I could go through a few sh- Sonali Shah <laughs>
2: That's. Well, we've got Sapna
0: We've got th- we, we, Yeah
1: Hello, uh, Sapna. I much prefer to Yes, always like an alliterative name. You could you could definitely be famous, Sapna, with that name. I think mm-hmm. mm, if you were considering that. Right then, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, thanks so much for all of your support uh, in the Kickstarter campaign for well for this year. Uh, we are making these podcasts because of you um and it is our great pleasure to do so and because of david obviously (laughs) um but thank you so much for making them possible we it's such a boost to us i mean we can't believe that money's still coming in really because you know we are we are we have we have reached our goal we are funded for next year um but everything everything that is contributed will go to will go to good use and remember you can still get yourself an intro um a shout out you can um you can buy me some cheese you can buy billy jean some flipping dog training lessons so that he (laughs) interrupts this (laughs) this podcast on fewer occasions in the future uh, yeah, but no do, it really is a boost and we're open for another couple of weeks so um so thank you thank you if you've already chipped in thank you if you're going to thank you for listening um and we're thinking of you and we'll, we'll be in your ears throughout 2021 whatever whatever it might bring and let's hope it brings better things than it has done this week so uh, chin up and we'll speak to you on monday